Welcome to Podcast My Football. This is Dylan with episode number four, featuring the Titans and my buddy Bradley. This episode basically, like all my other episodes, covers the last season, the free agency, the draft, and uh, potentials for the next season. I really enjoyed recording this episode with Bradley, and I feel like it's a lot of fun, a lot of really good takes, and a lot of just back and forth. So, Appreciate the listen. If you are a big NFL fan, um, even if you're not a Titans fan or like me, a Colts fan, uh, share this with anyone that you know. Uh, it helps me keep my motivation for doing these. I don't monetize it. It's just a hobby of mine. So uh, please share this with anyone. But I, again, I do appreciate the listen. Um, just a, also a warning. There are a few times where we glitch out or just the call drops. Sorry for that. But just so you know, sometimes that will happen just so you're not caught off guard. But other than that, I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome in, Bradley. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate hey, having so, you. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I wanted to ask you, what uh, what's your team right now, man? Diehard Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. The Flaming Tits. Is that is two-tone, that uh... a... <laughs> blue. Two-tone blue. Two-tone. I'm not familiar with the Flaming Tits. <laughs> I feel like I should be though. I'm missing out. Yeah. Is that so? Is that like a sense of pride, or is that something like okay, is is it's dumb? Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to find out because I I wasn't aware. But that that actually sounds just as good as any other slogan I've heard. So true. Better than the flaming that back this coming year. Yeah, better than the flaming thumb tax. That's for sure. Yeah. So a little bit. <laughs> All right, man. Well, my name is Dylan. Um, this is podcast my football. Uh. Basically, uh, just kick it off. I always ask how people become a fan of their teams. So, for me, my excuse is that I'm originally from Nashville. Um, I only grew up there a number of years uh, before my family moved, but you know it's always been home. And so, you know, when the the Oilers made that move to to Tennessee, it was it was perfect for me as a kid to kind of finally have my own hometown football team. So, just been doing my best to support the squad since then. There you go. Can respect that. So is there uh, like a favorite player? So that, you know, you kind of idolized growing up kind of deal or? That's, that's a good question. Um, it, it's tough because we've had a few legends, I think. Um, but I will say like, as time goes on, I think I, I appreciate Steve McNair more and more. Um, oh yeah. I mean, he's just, the dude was just a warrior. I mean, just, you know, um, the epitome of a guy that would go out there no matter what and do everything he could to win a football game. So especially this day and age with how physical the games become, I just I think he's just one of those guys that it's hard not to appreciate everything that he did. Oh yeah. I think I think Eric McNair is that guy that everyone, you know, respects the hell out of. Yeah, definitely. Legend. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, just kind of a recap, you guys had quite a season, uh, not, you know, Super Bowl kind of season, unfortunately, but you did, it uh, looks like now dethrone the Patriots dynasty, right? You, you could say that. Um, and then some, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The, I think the, just the poetic ending of it being a pick six <laughs> is just the best in Absolutely. my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, the, the only thing better than that pick six to me was Vrabel eating up the clock late in that game <laughs> by yeah. by just you know using using what kind of reading between the lines of the rule book and knowing exactly what to do and when that that was for me like icing on the cake in that victory. 
Oh, yeah. And, like, Belichick himself has used that before, so he can't even get mad at that. Like, Patriots fans can't even hate on it. It's just, like, it it wasn't a game where Patriots are going to say, oh, it was this or that. It was just, like, that's what it was, man. (laughs) And it's over. And, yeah, yeah, now it's TB and TB, which is... Man. I feel like you're you're gonna need a a whole nother podcast and a lot of alcohol for that one. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're a Patriots fan. I, it's it's uh, still weird. Like I just uh, I feel yeah. bad for them. Not not really, but just I think that their uniforms are really awkward. So Brady's taking a step back in the wardrobe department. Oh, they're changing them. Oh, yeah, have you heard about that? No, I didn't know that. They're gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably, so... That was probably part of his contract. He's like, I'll only play if the jerseys look less idiotic. Yeah, that's true. Well, so uh, I keep up with it a little bit, and there's this guy at UniWatch who has um, seen them, essentially. But uh, the buddy that he that showed them to him uh, had an NDA, and he's you know, a good dude, so he didn't leak the pictures or anything like that. But he basically said um, if you take – the their Super Bowl uniforms, so the ones that are still maroon and pewter, mm-hmm. you move them into like the new templates and then enlarge the new Buccaneers logo that they have on the helmets right now. It's basically the same thing. So that's what it looks like. It's gonna look a lot better, but you know you can't top the cream, the mm-hmm. creamsicle look and the logo. No. You really, you really can. So no, yeah, no. Well. Yeah. Um, so what happened last year? Because from my end, it was Mariota, who as a Colts fan, I loved Mariota mm-hmm. because it was just, it was almost too easy some games. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Mariota. Like I was a big Oregon fan and I wanted to root for him, but just yeah. didn't have it. And luckily you guys got Ryan Tannehill who went out and balled out for the better part of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was, I think, odd at best because I, I really thought last year was going to be the year for Mariota. I really did. I really felt like, you know, he's coming off an offseason as healthy as he can get. You know, they talked about how he had put on weight. You know, hopefully he's going to be more physical. You just really wanted it to be like that year for him. Um, yeah. And and overall, I was happy about our team coming into the season because we had played fairly well at stretches last year. So just felt like let's build off that momentum. And then the first game against the Browns, you think, oh my God, this is it because we just looked like untouchable. Oh, yeah. um, even though it was the Browns, and I think that they're overhyped. It was still well, at the great time. Game. The, yeah, yeah. Well, at the time, the Browns were like, okay, yeah, we got OBJ, we got everything, right. we're out of roll. Right, right. Uh-huh. Uh, Cinderella team almost, but yeah. You know, and then after a few weeks, it was right back to super inconsistent. And and my, my buddy and I, we, we would, even during a game, we would watch as one throw from Mariota was perfect, and the next it was like he's never thrown before. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest, when they signed Tannehill, I didn't really think anything of it. I just kind of was like, that's neat. We have another backup. Okay. Um, but I felt like, if if here he is, Mario is like a year five and still isn't able to figure out those fundamentals. What like what more could you ask for? Like what oh, what what yeah. other time could you give a guy? So even though I was like mixed emotions to see him get pulled, I felt like it was the right move. Yeah, for um, sure. And that said, I don't think anyone could have anticipated that Tannehill comes in 
and and essentially plays as perfectly as you could ask a guy to step in and play. Oh yeah, and like then to I mean you just have Derrick Henry just go godlike the last part of the season just you know couldn't touch him kind of deal made the job for Tannehill so much easier as well. And that's like what you need, you know. Absolutely. It, and it, and I dare say, I mean, Henry's a guy that should be an MVP conversation. I mean, he literally picked up where he left off, you know, going into this year. And certainly that helped out a lot, knowing that we could rely on him to run the way he does. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, well, an, another part, too, of that is having um, your left tackle. Uh, the name is escaping me right now. Um, Lewan, right? No, not Taylor. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Taylor Lewan, yeah. I, whoever the left tackle is, um, he freaking his name, but, yeah, I think it is Lewan. Um, he, he got suspended for the first game, four, yeah. uh, first four games. So, I mean, that plays into it as well and just, you know, kind of getting things into where you need it to be. So, yeah, dude, I mean, the Titans are scary in my book. I like the new uniforms that you guys have, and, you know, Derrick Henry's a beast. <laughs> The the biggest thing that um, I have a gripe with, and it's not, like, about you guys. It's just, like, about some of your fans and some of the people that, like, want to, you know, make takes on the Titans is Ryan Tannehill, you know, being a bum and mm. it was carried by Derrick Henry because, to me, that's not the story there. You know, it, it's interesting, right, because it, it's a conversation that I think has been going on since – since they named him a starter. Um, and it's tough because I think in one sense, I think a lot of people want to look at stats and say, well, there's no way statistically that a quarterback can keep up the numbers that Tannehill had because his numbers were just ridiculous going really pretty much mm-hmm. from the time he started through the end of the season. Um, but you could also argue the same if you wanted to stat-wise with a running back in that, you know, you give defenses enough time, they're going to look for ways to stop a guy and shut him down. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think, if anything, it's just a good example of having the combination overall. I mean, to to know that you have a quarterback who's going to be able to step in, run an offense efficiently, change the plays when he needs to, that's half of it right uh, sorry. there. But then, yeah, sorry, we cut out for a second. Sorry, is that better? No, yeah, you're good. Um, but yeah, yeah, go on. No, I just, I, you know, it, it's both. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I didn't really have an issue with people like saying, should they bring Tannehill in? Because that was obviously bittersweet. But I think you could tell immediately that there was a much more decisive, consistent, efficient approach with him. Um, and, and, and I think that that certainly helps with, with Henry because we didn't have to rely on him, I think, the same way. I think before, if, if the game was struggling, it was almost like we had no options. But to have a quarterback running things better allowed us the freedom to use Henry even more so. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, they, they obviously signed Tannehill with the extension. For now, there's the tag on Henry. I don't know where a lot of fans are on that, but personally, I think it was the right way to go. Um, I think that, you know, if you look at Tennessee, especially historically, we haven't had a lot of consistency with our quarterbacks, especially the mm-hmm. last, you know, several years. So to know that we've got Tannehill, um, I think is the, the smart way to go. And I'm, I'm I'm expecting that Henry will will stick around, um, regardless of it just being this year or beyond. Yeah. So um, I think yeah I, I agree with you on tagging 
Derrick Henry because the thing with that too is you look at Gurley, right? You look at David Johnson, you look at all these running backs and, you know, I, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to fall off, but you know, what happens, you know, kind of deal. So you, you franchise tag Derrick Henry cause he's worth the, the top three dollar average dollar of a running back right now, like hundred percent. And then you sign your quarterback for a lot longer because, you know, that's, that's a position that you definitely need for a longer term. So yeah. I, I, I think both moves are absolutely smart uh, as, you know, as a Colts fan, I don't like it, but that, <laughs> yeah, that, probably, that should be a probably, good thing. You're probably grieving a little bit. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, our, our left tackle, Luan, being out, you know, those first four games. And we had a lot of offensive line issues, right, like early in the season. But I think what's interesting is you – I think you could tell that once Tannehill was in there, it's almost like everything else fell into place. It was, it was a different vibe, I think, on the field, just watching everyone play. Um, oh, yeah. So, so even, even things like that, I think, are interesting um, as far as just the mindset that it does for the rest of the team. Um, so I don't know. But, I, you know, you guys have Rivers now there in Indianapolis, which will be, which will be interesting. I was kind of hoping we wouldn't have to deal with him anymore. But now we get to see him twice a year. So uh, I, Yeah, I, I'm still, like, what's going to happen kind of deal with that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I want to like it and I do like it for, you know, the reasons that we have Frank Reich who worked with him in a lot of his successful years. We got Nick Sirianni who worked with him as well in those periods of time. So we, we know what we're getting from our coaches. They know what they're getting from rivers. And so I like it and it's a one year deal. So I'm like, I'm hoping when it, what happens is, we get Rivers. He has a, a great year. We're able to sign him again. And then either this year or next, draft someone that is able to to come in when we don't need Rivers anymore. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's my hopes. But I, they're fading away real quick with the way things are going on right now. But it's, it, it's tough. I mean, I feel like football has become kind of like a go-for-it-all type scenario. I mean, you know... I saw uh, our head coach Vrabel on Good Morning Football a few weeks ago, and he talked about how their focus is on younger and cheaper, which makes sense. It's a business, you know, but I think there's that feeling of like, okay, last year was great. We were right on the doorstep. We have to keep pushing it, and maybe this is the year, and that's all you can focus on. It's it's a lot of intensity and pressure just year to year. I don't think very many teams now are looking too far ahead. It's almost like, what can we do? right now this season to give the team the best chance to win. Yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's why I love the NFL is because any year you can have a team go from the worst to first, you know? And so like, there's a lot of teams that think like, yeah, like, let's just, you know, let's just dive in right now and get it all. You know, we got this window. The thing though, that I like being as, I know, like as a Colts fan is, our GM is very, um, what's the word? He's he has a plan, you know. He's got uh, his his culture set in within the organization, and he has his style of managing things that I really like. And so, like right now, he's you know he's put the most amount of money into um, outside of like T.Y. Hilton and quarterbacks. 
Yeah, offensive line and then defensive line. And everything else is he's young with young people that can learn, that can, you know, that can fit the system. And so I think that's where, like, the, the Eagles have made some success. That's where the, I want to say the Patriots have made some success. And I, I like this. I like the deal right now with it. But um, the thing that is scary about the Titans is you have a quarterback in Tannehill where he doesn't have to do, you know, what um, uh, Rivers is going to have to do next season, maybe, or what um, Tom Brady is going to have to do. Or, you know, like Tom Brady, he doesn't have a real running back there like his um, whoever the guy is right now. Um, he doesn't have that experience. Like, you, they just lost Peyton Barber there. So, mm-hmm. like, you're going to have to be throwing all the time. Like, the Titans, you can run the, you know, you can run Derrick Henry up the middle day in, day out. You have the play action with Tannehill. You got A.J. Brown. You know, you got a lot of good pieces there. So, I like where the Titans are going with it as well, you know. Yeah, and I mean, that that's the biggest thing I think going into this next season is familiarity. You know, we've had so many crazy years the last several years where it's like a new offensive coordinator every year, really normal quarterback scenarios. That, but from last year, for really from the year before that to last year and now this year, I think the core group of guys that we have, um, they're young, they're crazy talented, they're very strong, and, and they just play well together. So, I mean... To see how well Tannehill did with the offense in just basically like nine games last season, they're going to have a whole offseason with that system to continue working on it. I, I think teams should should very much not want to play us this coming year. I, I mean, I totally get yeah. that, you know, it, it, there's going to be some, some skepticism, some doubt. Can we keep it going? Can Tannehill remain efficient? But, I mean, the, the, the talent we have really on both sides of the ball is unreal. So it's very, very exciting yeah. to – to see what happens. Yeah. And I I know every team kind of has that excitement each year. I mean, unless you're like, I don't know the Texans right now, but um, the the Jets, I don't know. Oh yeah. Jets have anything to be, that's gotta be a tough, a tough scenario. The lions probably. Oh yeah. The lions and yeah, this is going to be tough. Uh, The, but the thing that I, so as a Colts fan that I'm excited about is, no more Jarrell Casey. <laughs> no more DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. And, <laughs> and no more Clyus Campbell and almost Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, and obviously no Jalen Ramsey. So it's yeah. like, as a Colts fan, I am so pumped to have our offensive line go against anyone else's. And also, I mean, we don't have to deal with Jack Conklin anymore either. So True. I know yeah. that, that's kind of a, a bitter one too. So like, as a Colts fan, I'm like I'm getting kind of excited because sure. we just added DeForest Buckner, who just wrecks people as well, you know. And um, uh, Philip Rivers, I don't know about yet because he he does noodle arms sometimes, and that, that's a scary thought, you know. But it's going to be long- a very competitive year for the AFC South, other than the Jaguars, in my opinion. Are they still a team? <laughs> Dude, uh, I I gotta go with some respect though on Minshew. Like Gardner Minshew is pretty oh dope. Uh, wow. <laughs> I you know what I, I will say this. I just like the rest of the world. I I binged watched that you know Tiger King on Netflix, and I was actually surprised <laughs> to not see Gardner Minshew at all. I just assumed that he was like part of the family. 
but no, it wasn't there. Um, and, and I hear you. I mean, obviously trading Casey is tough. That's, that's a, that's a big loss, big leader on the, the defensive side. Um, I do think though, that when you realize we're going to have Harold Landry on one side, Beasley on the other, we've got Rashad Evans, who's one of the best, I think linebackers coming up in the league in like his third year. Uh, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Simmons is going to be in his second year, completely healthy. We're, we're going to be just fine. Um, you know, and offensively, no, we don't have Conklin, but Dennis Kelly's a beast, man. He's proven himself. I think he'll step into that role. Saffold, he kind of settled down last year and did really well for us. So it, I, I agree. It's going to be very, comp- it's like somehow the AFC South always finds a way to be crazy competitive, no matter what happens. Like, yeah. Regardless of injury, regardless of trades, regardless of schedule, it's just, it's just a wild division. Although, yeah. Houston's going to struggle. I can't imagine they're going to be a show of who they were without Hopkins. Like, who's going to bail out Watson now? Well, so here, here's my thoughts on um, the Texans for what it's worth. Um, the it, It's a terrible deal, and I have to start off with that. It You know, you, you need to get a first round from DeAndre Hopkins Absolutely. no matter what. It might, like, you can't take anything less. Like, that's the starting point. Um However, this is, in my opinion, what was going on in Bill O'Brien's head. Uh, and this is, I've, I've pieced together some reports. I, I don't have it all, like, right in front of me right now, so I'll mess up a few things. But the biggest thing is you need to have Laramie Tunsil and Deshaun Watson. And that is going to be the, the biggest piece of what the Texans are going to be doing moving forward. And then when you look at it, you okay, okay, what what can we do right now to move ourselves forward into keeping both of them because they're gonna have they're gonna ask top dollar both of them. You know, there's no way around it. They're gonna get top dollar, and they they should. They're great players, but when you do that, it's okay. Now we have to get rid of x amount of players. You know, sheds x amount of salary, and in the meanwhile. I, I saw a report about how DeAndre Hopkins, even though he has three years left on his deal, was demanding $18 million starting this year and then, you know, have a deal moving forward kind of deal. And so you can either trade away DeAndre Hopkins, get whatever you can, and I, that's obviously what ended up happening, or you keep him, spend an extra $6 million on that wide receiver, and that, you know, that, that removes $6 million else for whatever. Or you can say, you know, let's get rid of that 18 million that we might have, and then now we have 18 million to play with to to extend Watson, to extend Tunsil, um, or do whatever. And so I think Bill O'Brien was was trying to work his deals all the way up until the 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 start of the year, and he realized he wasn't going to get everything that he needed, and so he's like, all right, I need to get DeAndre Hopkins to the NFC so I don't have to see him yeah, almost that's, that's fair. ever. And uh, I'll take the uh, you know David Johnson in case he comes out and you know he does great. So that that's a potential. But after this year, he's gone. You know, like he I think he only has one year left on his deal, if I'm not mistaken, um, or at least he's sheddable after this year. And then you don't have that contract, and then you're not having the 18 million on the books for a wide receiver. And if you're an organization, you can't say. We need Deshaun or we need DeAndre Hopkins to win when you have Deshaun Watson. You should have to say, all right, we're going to pay Deshaun Watson because he can take Will Fuller, uh, Kenny Stills, uh, whoever else that we can get, and 
you know, he should be able to win with that instead if we can get him some pieces on the offensive line or whatever. So mm-hmm. that that's my my take. And I think it's hilarious that people want Deshaun Watson to be traded to the Patriots, but that that wouldn't ever happen because they traded Hopkins, you know, like to keep Watson. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yet that both parties agree to it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Watson is tagged and, you know, just it gets more toxic, toxic from there. But I think that's what's going on. And it's not completely um, baseless, but he should have gotten at least a first year. Or first uh, round draft pick and more. So yeah. uh, that's that's kind of my more of my take on that. As much as I want to hate on the Texans, uh, <laughs> you know I respect the hell out of Deshaun Watson. Man, he's he's a hell of a yeah. quarterback. Well, and and it's an interesting. I think it's a valid take, and it's interesting because it, it's complicated, right? You've got the reality now that players are demanding, you know, more and bigger contracts, even prematurely nowadays, which which didn't happen before um or at least i don't think it did the way it is now um and i think that complicates things for any franchise um i also think though you know i like i think one thing about your team colts is like it seems like that's a group that that wants to play for their coach right they kind of believe in the Mm -hmm. mindset that's there and i think for tennessee like Vrabel's doing a hell of a job I, i think he's got the respect of every guy in that locker room you can tell that they are buying into the system they're 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 aggressive they're hungry they're trying to improve and learn i don't really get the sense that that's the same vibe in houston i think that's part of the problem you know is it's like mm-hmm. if if not to say that players are just going to like take pay cuts left and right just because they just love the game want to play or whatever but you know it's all those things at once it's like do you have the right players around the right quarterback do you have a quarterback who can help elevate a guy which i feel like we mm-hmm. saw for years in new england um, but then it's like, do you even have a coach in the first place that guys want to play for? Um, so it's, it's, it's everything at once. I think that that's something that I think for Tennessee, like we have to be excited about because I think we have a really smart coach. I think he, he has the respect of the players. He's got a game plan. Hopefully there's some guys I'm watching. I mean, obviously we still have to figure out what's going to happen with, you know, you got Logan Ryan, you got Malcolm Butler. Um, those are some pretty marquee players on the defensive side that, they're going to have to figure something out there. Um, mm-hmm. Corey Davis is kind of like on the fence, I think, at this point. He's done well, but I think you saw like A.J. Brown come in and have just a crazy monster rookie season, um, really outshined. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's definitely uh, challenging to have all those, all those right pieces going on at all times. Yeah. Well, the thing with the, the Titans that I really like is, like you said, you have the, the – the player coach, essentially, you know, you got the respect of the locker room because he comes from a winning franchise, that kind of deal. And um, when you go to the Texans, what I've heard is from the whole organization, the players just absolutely love, except Bill O'Brien. You know, it's just like, to me, that just like, uh, that's what divides everyone is Bill O'Brien. And I was, uh, I don't know if you caught my Browns episode, but I was talking to my buddy there and when John Dorsey and the Browns parted away, I was like, no, like this is going to be terrible because he's going to go straight to the Texans. They don't have a GM and they have Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins at the time. And, you know, all this stuff going on. It's like, that would be the worst case is having John Dorsey go to Houston 
because they would be able to do so much as far as like moving players and getting things done. And they did nothing. They're like, yeah, we'll just uh, keep uh, Bill O'Brien around. So I, that was crazy for me. Just I thought Dorsey would have been a perfect fit for them. But hmm. yeah, I don't know what they're doing now. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't wish them ill per se, but you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. Uh... Yeah. Well, I, they're they're gonna pay Deshaun Watson an ungodly amount here um, in a, a year or so, and they're gonna be locked into that for whatever you know. And with this new CBA, we'll we'll see what happens with that as well. But yeah, man, it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's almost like he's the last of, and I don't really want to keep talking about the Texans, but I just feel like it's fair <laughs> to say that he's almost like the last of like this versatile quarterback in a way. Like I feel like. We, we kind of hit this phase in the NFL where you saw guys coming in that were more of that, not, you know, a little bit smaller, but just more agile, physical running type quarterback. And most of them haven't done that well up until, mm-hmm. I mean, Mahomes is obviously like the best out of that type of quarterback, but it'll be interesting to see like if Watson's able to maintain things going, going forward. Obviously it does depend on the team, but I feel like he's kind of one of the last few quarterbacks. That's maybe not as traditional, not really a pocket guy likes to move around. It's almost a rare thing now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll, we'll see with that. So uh, with the Titans, um, you know, just kind of the signings, is there anything that we've missed as far as any big signings? Like I know you guys got Vic Beasley, we just talked about the guy that just barely signed, um, Jack Crawford. Um, but what else is going on with the Titans in that area right now? The only pickup officially, uh, we've we've re-signed a couple of guys. You know, that were already on the team. Um, some were expected. Uh, we added an O lineman as well. I think I think really the biggest thing was just keeping Tannehill and Henry. That was kind of what everyone True. was holding their breath on. Um, and so I think once that was locked up now it's kind of like okay now we can maybe rest a little bit easier and just kind of see what else they do there's there's a lot of talk about you know clowny um it's hard to tell because one report one second it's you know he's staying in seattle the next it's still up in the air and titans have been kind of floated around in that conversation so that could be interesting um but i don't know i think at this point it's almost like just hoping that the season and the scheduling just stays on track. The draft's going to be unique, obviously. Um, we've got mostly seventh-round picks right now uh, as it stands for that. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of see if we try to trade up at all, um, you know, or if we just kind of look for those guys who um, are kind of Are you still there? Yes. Okay, sorry. I think you cut out sorry a little bit. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. So, um, okay, so moving forward, you said you had just like a couple seconds and whatnot, or like what? what's your draft capital right now? Let me see here. Because we don't have a first-round pick either right now. Oh, you have the 29 overall right now. Yeah, we got 29, which isn't bad. Um, and like I said, it, it'll be interesting to see if they try to 
try to trade up anything beyond that. But oddly, I, I feel I'm, I'm one of those that I very much trust um, John Robinson and, and what they're doing. I mean, I think that it's clear that they have a, a game plan for a certain type of player or, you know, um, I, I think like Vrabel said, I mean, younger, cheaper is probably going to be what you're going to see a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if we can get guys that want to play that are, hungry to win i don't really think you can ask for too much more than that well yeah um so uh what it comes down to what do you want the like first round pick you want another wide receiver to go with uh aj brown just because of where the draft is or are you looking for you know maybe a spell back to help out henry some offensive line some dbs or you know, I think it would be great to see them um, backfill at running back. Um, I mean, obviously, Henry's a beast. You know what you're getting there. But the last couple of years, you know, we had we had this opposite scenario where it was like we, we'd try to run heavy with Henry. And then if we weren't using him, it was like a polar opposite back using, um, well, Deion Lewis most recently. And, and I think that that's too predictable because it's like if you bring mm-hmm. in a back that's total opposite, much smaller – almost every time it's a pass play or it's a screen or something like that. And I think it's, a, it's too easy for the defense to know what you're doing. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they find a way to add a guy that's almost right in line with Henry. That's just big, can take some hits, um, can just run hard downfield to where, you know, even if Henry's on the sideline, we still have that option to, to run for a first down if we really want to, to wear down the defense even more. True. Yeah. Oh, that's a that would be kind of a scary thought, actually. Um, just a side note about Deion Lewis. So whenever I play Madden, apparently Deion Lewis gets to run 200 yards a game. So every I don't time? know what that's about. Every time, yeah, you know, Madden, yeah. Madden rules are something else. Like that's <laughs> I, I I will say like out of all video games that I've ever played in my entire life, I, I've never played Madden and had a good time. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's brutal. It's frustrating. Man. It's it's a yeah. brutal game. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Well, um yeah, I'll be interested because I was really in on Corey Davis uh when he was coming out of uh was it Wyoming? Or it was something like it was like Wyoming or Colorado or something like that. But um oh yeah, it was like Colorado State, I think. But yeah, he he was a beast, and then he just—I just don't think he's getting it together. And he's been injured on and off and stuff like that. It's it's tough. But, and I think the, I think the one thing that you notice the most is it's yards after catch. Like he he's got good hands, so he'll catch the ball most of the time. But if you look at some of the other guys on the field, Adam Humphreys, now we got AJ Brown, John Smith true. at yeah. tight end. Those are guys that yeah they'll catch the route and then they get another five yards or more almost every time. I think that's just one of those things that, and certainly there's variables on any given play, but I, I do think last year my buddy kind of pointed out early on and I was a little bit in denial at first, but I think, uh, you know, if we're able to kind of add maybe a, another slot type receiver or maybe in another downfield type guy, there's been some, some weird uh, rumors about where Antonio Brown might end up. I don't expect us to go for him specifically, but just a guy more versatile, I think, would be would be awesome. Opposite of AJ Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be interesting to see where some of these pieces start to land. Um, like the trickle end of free agency, 
And then, yeah, just with the draft, because anything, I think anything after the second round is just absolutely unpredictable. And I, any mock draft that goes more than three rounds, I just not, I don't care anything past three rounds because it's just so unpredictable. But yeah, yeah, that, that's gonna be it's gonna be kind of crazy. So, um, I asked you before. I don't know if you were able to to do it, but uh, I wanted to see if you had any. I wouldn't say a, a hot take, but you know something that you kind of think is a realistic take that you just don't see that's common. If that makes sense. Yeah, about Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did think about it a little bit, and what I'm going to say is, you know, we're we're doing something unique defensively going into this next season, in that we're not going to have a defensive coordinator. Um, they they did bring on Jim Hazlitt, um, but but essentially, Brable's kind of seemingly absorbing the whole defensive coordinator role. But I I don't think our defense is going to take a step back at all. I think that we're going to be as strong, if not stronger, than we were the past few seasons. And that's coming off of Dick LeBeau running the show for a while, and then, of course, Dean Pease the last few years running a really stellar defense. Mm-hmm. I just think we have so many young players defensively that are all just they're, – they're stellar. Um, and I think that Rabel's really got them on the, on the same page, the right page – so even with they're not having maybe an official coordinator, I think we're going to get a lot of great leadership and influence from Hazlitt. Obviously, Rabel's a genius. I think we'll have one of the top ten defenses in the league. Yeah, I so I think as far as defenses, the Titans and the Colts are now at the top, which wasn't something that you could say like almost three years ago. You know? Yeah. And now the Jags have fallen off the world. You have the Texans, which I don't know what they're doing there. I mean, J.J. Watt's still great, but, like, you know, they have, that's a that's a graveyard over there, too. So, yeah, I, I, I totally respect that opinion. I think Vrabel's going to be uh, keeping them in line. I think he has the know-how, and I think he's seen from he's the, you know, what, what it takes kind of deal with this squad. And I, I don't think there's going to be a, an issue there. Um, what would you say is like your um, would be the Titans? Like, okay, this is something that they could struggle with next year. Is it like mm-hmm. uh, player personnel, coach personnel, uh, just um, not enough players? In the you know, what's what's kind of your like? Okay, this might be our struggle point. You know, it, it's a good question, even though it's a tough one. I, I think that historically, even just in the last couple of seasons, something that I think we might still struggle with is is. I'll narrow it down to big third downs. We have this tendency to to play really well up until a third down. And I don't even mean like a third and two or a third and four. We're talking like third and ten or even longer than that. I mean, we'll give them up almost every mm-hmm. time. It's it's very odd. It's It's almost like we're content to allow a team to move the ball 20 yards. And it's like we'll get them on the next time or we'll just make them kick a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown in the red zone type thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, it's great in one sense, right. If you can actually do that, but I think it's definitely cost us some drives, some points and some games. So I think yeah. that's something that we could probably still struggle with. And I think it's also just a sign of how young our defense is that I think you suddenly think, Oh, it's, you know, third and 10, we got this. Well, you still have to execute the play. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's one thing that I could, I could see some struggles with. Okay. And then. 
I mean, I think the obvious one is the strong point is 22 going left side. <laughs> I think that's mm. that's the, side, your guys' yeah. strong point. Yeah. Well, it's just especially the the left side because he just that right hand of his. Whenever he gets that going, he just you're not, not touching him. It's not even fair. Yeah. Yeah, and I love uh, the Ravens as well. Like watching, um, uh, who was there? Is Earl Thomas just Earl talking Thomas. smack? Like, oh, doesn't look like they want to even tackle the guy. And then uh, Derrick Henry turns him around and uses him as a blocker. Just like, oh. Uh, it was so there's, great to be able to see that. There's some really great uh, photos of that play that have been my oh, yeah. my like wallpaper on my phone ever since that game. So <laughs> that, that, that's a yeah. memory that we will cherish forever. Oh, yeah. Like, I respect the hell out of Mark Jackson and the Ravens. I, th- I think they're a solid team, but they just got to figure something out in the playoffs because both years they just – nothing. So it's a, it's a weird be... thing. It's a weird thing, man. I mean, say what you want about yeah. Mariota. Even he has a playoff win. So – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lamar's Lamar's got a, he's very talented, but he's got to figure that out, man. It doesn't do you any mm-hmm. good to, to be 14 and two. If you can't win a playoff game. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I, I don't know exactly why the Ravens is, I, I'm not that analytical about it, but there's teams that once you get into the playoffs, they, they know the tape all year. And you know, there's, when you get to the playoffs, it's, it's the real deal. And the, uh, the Patriots had an easy walk-in, and that's kind of, you know, they weren't as great of a team as the record showed. And I, I think even the Ravens, man, they, they got some spots where they just, they were just putting up numbers on people like it was none other mm-hmm. because it was just, there was no defenses there. So, yeah, uh, I think the Titans are the real deal. Uh, what are your expectations next year? Is it, you know, is it championship or bust, Super Bowl or bust, or... You know, What's I, I your think kind of expectations. Yeah, I think we should definitely be past a single single digit winning type season. We should we should be able to win ten or more games. Uh, that'd be one expectation. Uh, and honestly, it, it's time to host a playoff game. I know that that's something that you know Rabel talked about at the end of the year, um, which would be tremendous to see that happen. Um, mm-hmm. I. I think we're a Super Bowl contender. Obviously, a lot of things have to go right, and you got to stay healthy uh, to be able to get there. But I wouldn't all be surprised if we're hosting a divisional round and right back in that AFC Championship at the very least. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be exciting. We're going to be ready. Okay. So would you say like because um, I, I know things can happen to any team, so that's that's not really fair, but. Would you say if if things go moderately right for the Titans, it, well, the range should be from you think ten to thirteen wins, or what's your kind of window? Would would you say? I would say ten to twelve wins. Ten to twelve. Okay, 10 that's to 12. Re- yeah, that's yeah. fair. So, what would take you below? Is it losing Henry? Is it losing Tannehill? Or just uh, brittle, riddled injuries throughout the defense? Um... Or you know, I, one one variable kind of still to think of is 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 the kicking game. You know, we struggled the most with kicking more so than the NFL's seen in a long time last year mm-hmm. with all of our kicking issues. Um, and I guess we still have uh, Greg Joseph that's going to stick around for us, but he really only kicked for us late in the season. So I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say that we still don't know what we're getting there, um, and that's got to be on point. Not that you want to rely on field goals, but you're going to need them at some point. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I'm confident we'll stay healthy. I think it's just going to be more of just that execution. I mean, you, you almost have to play a perfect game every time you go out there, you know, and that's, that's tough mm-hmm. to do. So, um, you know, it, it, it's almost like, how's the NFL going to call holding the season? You know, that's a variable <laughs> yeah. I feel like. I mean, when you when yeah. we like to run the ball, we like to run the ball, but then the way they call holding sometimes gets odd. So we're going to have to be super aware of that. Um, I think it's just mistakes like that, you know, that can kind of eat into mm-hmm. getting those wins. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right. So I think that's about it. Uh, is there anything else that's kind of just on your mind about the Titans or the NFL in general? Um, yeah, I mean, I would just say, hopefully, you know, the, this, coronavirus doesn't impact the the season i mean it's it's definitely been odd there not being any baseball or you know nhl playoffs nba is on hold so i'm just praying to the football gods that you know we keep (laughs) everything on track for the next season and uh you know any anyone out there who's who's not sure about tennessee look out we're we're well on our way so don't be surprised if we're hoisting that lombardi this year (laughs) oh Well, uh, good luck to you, man. Uh, thanks for being hopping on this call. And, yeah, dude, I respect everything that you said. So uh, hopefully, you know, come around. We might be able to do this during the season or even right before. Uh, I'll give you a shout-out, man. All right. Appreciate the time, sir. All right. For sure. Take care. Bye. And I'd like Bye.